hey, week two of a podcast. Figure that out. It's another AMA and talking about Nomi 6.0 Alpha. Hey, everybody, it's Brandon Corbin. It is January 30th. Can you believe January is already over for 2021? Goes quick, my friends. Uh, it is Saturday, and uh, this week has been um, another wild journey in Nomi land. Uh, so for this podcast, what we'll do is I'm going to talk first about um, where I've been with Nomi 6, and then I'm going to answer a question from Potabok. Uh, this one specifically is, isn't uh, 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 shit, I should be able to read, uh, a subscription-based model better than Patreon. And if it is, why aren't you doing that for something like Nomi Pro? Um, or, uh, da, 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 da. yeah, so basically saying why, why are you doing Patreon and not just doing a subscription service? So I'm going to talk about that, but not yet. <clears throat> First, we're going to talk about some nerdy stuff, so brace up. Um, the data storage model that I talked about last week, I was really excited about because I finally was able to take um, what that one chap uh, who built the Gaia down uh, to, his goal was to make it so he could have Blockstack basically work with PouchDB. He got all the way down to uh, com- connecting uh, Blockchat. <laughs> Shit. Let's, get, let's actually look this up real quick. Uh Gaia down uh, da, dash TS is his actual library. And I even emailed him back and forth a couple times. Um, come on, man. Where is it? Acid Leroy on GitHub. And his objective was to use, uh, because PouchDB does support uh, level down, which is level and level up, level down is part of uh, a Google key value store system um, that they have ported to JavaScript. It's originally written in all C, but there's a bunch of different adapters, a bunch of different bindings. So his thing was, okay, I'm going to connect Gaia Hub, which is what Blockstack uses to store its data. Um, I'm going to use Gaia Hub and and create Gaia Down, which is going to be a um, a level down adapter. So then I can use that level down adapter to create another adapter for PouchDB because PouchDB PouchDB does support level. Whew. Yeah, and I got I I so I I took it across that line. I said okay, I took what he would did because he didn't end up going down that direction, so he never did connect it to PouchDB. I did. I was able to do it. It was successful. I have. Uh, you know, a PouchDB running in my browser, and when I make changes, it's syncing to uh, Blockstack, and if I'm in, in Firefox, it will sync, it will do its thing. Great, awesome, um, for maybe 100 records. And that's the biggest problem, is one of these requirements for Nomi is that it's got to support my 60,000 records, and it's got to support it safely, and I can't lose it, so... Um, and the fact of the matter is, 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 uh, PouchDB and CouchDB are chatty as fuck. So the net, like when I said, okay, let's go see what happens when I dump, you know, 5,000 records into here. And it just was like, just sending, you know, thousands of requests and Gaia hub finally shut me down. It was like, nope, you, you, I got rate limited. So I had to go back to the drawing board. However, what I did learn during that process was more about level. And Level is a very, very interesting ecosystem. It's a very simple kind of key value pair. Um, it, it 
the multiple adapters is awesome because it makes it so you can build tests real easy for both in the browser and just kind of uh, unit testing using Jest and whatnot. Um, and so I started kind of kicking around the, this idea of what what ultimately became called in sync. Uh, yes, like the band. And the premise is I have a uh, a level um, adapter that basically just replicates it's 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 kind of a single uh, a single database a single level database that you can then add the Gaia down adapter to and every time you read and write to it it's going to write to both now there is conflict resolution in there so if if one of them is newer than the other they will get merged together and, and I'm sure this is going to be all sorts of problems and so what I'm really doing is I'm spend I spent all week trying all these different ways of kind of getting things working and I've got this I got it working pretty well, I think. Um, but I have yet to actually integrate it into any of the Nomi 6 code. This is its own complete uh, uh, standalone in-sync DB, if you will. It's going to be part of the Nomi 6 mono repo. And uh, I think that might be the very first thing that I'm actually going to release because I want, I want people to kind of bang on it to try to figure out if this is, you know, where some of these holes are going to be and whatnot. But I'm going to spend the majority of my time just building tests for this thing and just you know again just to make sure that it's going to be super super solid because the first storage uh engine that i built for four and five while it works um you know it was kind of built uh in my traditional surf while i build just kind of on the fly i don't really know what i'm doing let's just build um so now that i have much more of a better idea and what's interesting about this is it, you have a couple different uh, document types you have a collection and you have just a regular document. Um, the collection is basically, you know, an array of items. Um, but it has, the, the reason why I've done it like this is because it's kind of got a built-in partitioner. And so what that means is instead of, so I've, again, I've got 60,000 records. Now, of course, I could literally just have one row per uh, note, right? But that's 60,000 uh, 60, rows. 60,000 rows is not a reasonable thing to expect Gaia Hub and Blockstack to be able to go and read when I want to go look at a lot of data. And so I'm going to bring back what Nomi 4 and 5 had, which was the partitioning. You know, it, and Nomi 4 is partitioned by the month. Nomi 5 is partitioned by the week. And I think Nomi 6 now is going to be partitioned by the day. And the reason why I can go down now to this level of it being partitioned at the day is because since this NSYNC DB actually has both a local version and the remote version, we can actually rely on that local version for almost all of the analytics, for all of the indexing, for all of that. So it's just going to be stupid fast. Well, it won't be as fast as how I had Pouch, I don't think. But until we get my data in there, we won't know. Um, but it's going to be a shit ton faster than than the block stack going in and requesting each of those things individually. So this NSYNC database has, when you make a query to it, you can say go deep, you know, and if, if it says go deep, it's going to say, you know, maybe I don't have any of this information locally. I need to go get it all from block stack and load, start loading it up into my thing. Um, so it's, it's working. It's playing out. It's very interesting. I'm having a lot of fun with it, except for last night. I was, I, I got so angry. I literally scratched my my forehead <laughs> and it hurts and I, I cut myself um, because I couldn't get something to delete. 
And then I realized it was actually because my level sync, which is uh, its own little kind of mini uh, module, was actually working. Um, I couldn't delete it because when I went to delete it, it was like, oh, hey, hold on. I have another copy here, so it's cool. I'm bringing it back to life. And it kept bringing it back to life, and I just could not figure it out. And then when I went back out to my garage to kind of like separate myself, uh, it was like, oh, shit, it's working. And so then I had to go in and actually apply a thing to say, hey, you know, I want to force you to delete things. So, um, and that was another thing I didn't like about Pouch and Couch is, is and I get why, because they do full replication and, and you know, across a bunch of different things. But that level of compl uh, complexity is not necessarily something that I want and know me. But it never really ever deleted anything. Everything was just an append. Uh, and so your, your, your data that you just kind of expect to have there is is actually littered with a bunch of just stuff that's not ever actually being used. And if you're not compacting it, it's kind of, it just grows hairy. And those are a lot of the pain points that I remember from Nomi 1, 2, and 3. So I'm excited about this approach. I'm like 95% certain that this is going to work, where I was more like, you know, again, I, I kind of said it when uh, when I even when I had the pouch and the Gaia hub working that I didn't think it was going to work just because the network calls were going to be too too much for the for the replication. So anyway, this could be a very interesting way of solving the problem, giving us the local only. So if you're offline, it's not going to matter. It's just going to use local. Um, it's going to give us that speed and all of that from Nomi 1, 2, and 3. But uh, it's going to give us the, the uh, archival and the safety and the multi-device support when we connect it to Blockstack. Now, one thing you haven't heard me talk about at all in this model is PouchDB. And I'm not 100% sure what that means um, because I might not be using PouchDB at all in this Nomi 6 if this is the case. However, I'm still... I still always want to have a way besides Blockstack um, to have people be able to replicate data. So here's the cool thing about Level. Level actually has different software out there. They have a Level server that you can then put up and you can connect. So there is going to be some other means to sync your data or to get your data, you know, onto your uh, other computer except through just Blockstack. Um, but I don't have a clear picture of what that is. But now that level is in part of the equation, you know, there's a lot of opportunities. It could be Redis. It could be, um, you know, who knows? There's there's a ton of level adapters out there. So kind of need to work through that. But so anyway, that's been the journey. Um, I'm just going to keep writing tests to prove out that this thing is going to work. And I'm going to keep trying to dump more and more data into it. Um, hopefully next week I'll actually have... I'll actually have some time to now integrate this new data and storage engine into Nomi 6 and basically, you know, uh, get rid of all the PouchDB stuff. And once I have that, then maybe, maybe I can move to my daily driver. Uh, we'll see. I don't know. Okay, so that was an 11-minute what's up. Now we're going to talk about uh, Potabok. And his, uh, he, you know, originally uh, I talked about um, using a product I was building called Perch to do uh, basically a pro version subscription model. Um, I still think the app Perch has, has some legs, but I just don't have the time to do anything with it. 
And so I decided, you know, screw that. I'm just going to go with Patreon because I like that Patreon can give me a place to go just do posts of content just for users who have signed up, kind of an exclusivity. Now, to be honest with you, I don't like uh, I don't like the usability of of Patreon at all. Um, I, it feels like it was designed by people that don't use Patreon. However, it's a, it's a it's a fair way to have people be able to kind of contribute, feel like they're getting engaged, uh, to 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 contribute some money to the to the cause. Um, eh, but he's not wrong. Like, would it be better if I had a subscription model that was just in the app and and people could just pay and have you know a pro version that gives more features? Yes. However. Here's the truth. I'm not really, again, I'm not motivated to have more Nomi users. Um, uh, you know, again, if I woke up tomorrow with a million users, it's not going to make me happy. It's going to stress me the fuck out. It's going to freak me out. It's going to make it so I'm going to have to, I'm going to start fumbling on my job because that thing's going to start stressing me. Now, I want Nomi to grow five people a year. And that would be completely happy with that, and and full stop, right? So I'm not, I'm just not motivated to have a huge user base of Nomi, and so the the Patreon I think is cool because it can be an intimate thing, um, and and I need to get better at using it. Um, but no, so again, you know, the same reason why there's no pro version, and it's just the 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 moment you start going down. Um, the money path with Nomi. Again, I know how to make money with Nomi, right? And, except for it goes against everything I believe. It just does, right? Like the, the making money with Nomi, the, the, the clear American capitalistic uh, approach to making money with Nomi is using data to analyze and to be able to provide highly targeted advertising. It'd be super easy right? And Nomi, if, if you would build it and you could be able to analyze all that data, you could totally give you ads that are very, very, very relevant. Fuck you. Out of my system, out of my data. No, no. Again, I use it. I'm, I, I like to, I'm going to, I'm going to be the user number one because I'm going to continually fight myself even, uh, from giving up that kind of information. And so, like Signal, and that's why I love Signal, the, uh, the chat application, they are a nonprofit, right? We can't be motivated by profits when we're using this type of information. And we're saying we're going to give you ultimate privacy, ultimate end-to-end encryption. No way am I ever going to see your information. If I'm going to say that, then I can't really be a for-profit company. I just don't, well, you could. I mean, I have been for the, you know, but I'm making, you know, next to nothing. It's, it's, so... Realistically, yeah, it, subscription model much better than probably Patreon. But eh, I you know me's my art, and you guys are subscribing to my art if you're a Patreon member. So, and for the those people, I, I do, I love it. I you give great feedback, and you know, so I am greatly appreciative of the people who contribute, and and you know, and and the, for all the developers who want to contribute and who kind of get into the code and are like, Jesus Christ, I don't know what to do here because I'm a madman and I understand that. Um, but yeah, yeah. So anyway, that's that's me rambling. And uh, fifteen minutes is that long enough? I don't know. What else could we talk about? Uh, we talked about all the data storage. Talked about 
Oh, here, let's just answer another question because that was too long. Let me go to so Belly Lint, my other application, which I still use religiously, by the way. Um, okay, this is a good one. This is another one from Potabach. Uh, I know you don't like the big guys, and that's one of the reasons that you decided to do a PWA. Um, but what about users' needs for a watch app that allows them to quickly add data to Nomi? If there were a lot of requests, would you consider at least the idea of making a companion app or even switching Nomi to a native app or React Native? And the answer is no. Um, I won't because uh, I, I I don't want to. I don't want that work. It's uh, Nomi 3 was actually React Native, and I will never go back into the App Store with Nomi. Um Apple and Google can fuck off as far as I'm concerned and in, in, in my side project life because I don't have time to deal with their constantly changing goalposts and their rules and they're inconsistent. I'm constantly getting kicked out for bullshit and then not getting kicked out for it and then getting – it was just way too much stress. And honestly, it was not worth it at all. Um, I made more money doing it like the way we're doing it now than I ever did in the app stores. So – yeah, I, I don't ever see that. That being said, I would love if somebody wants to build a companion app that can connect to Blockstack or can connect to, you know, uh, um, you know, the data or push it in through the API and do those types of things. Totally, I'll support the hell out of that, but I, I won't be doing it myself because, um, again, for my watch stuff, you can do shortcuts and you can get that put into your into Nomi pretty easily. Um, is it ideal? Is it perfect? No. But is it worth investing a year of my life building a companion app for it when you can get 80% of it and it, it took, it took literally one, you know, one fifth of a percent of the time. Uh, yeah. So no, that's not, that won't be there. Um, okay. And then we'll go one more with the, the his last thing. Cause he brought up the Corbinizer and he says, he's like, what about your other project? The Corbinizer, he puts the fucking URL, damn it, <laughs> because I don't want people to go there. Um, uh, was this project abandoned? I think it has a lot of potential uh, with the add of some stuff like reoccurring tasks, uh, moving uncompleted tasks to today, et cetera, et cetera. And basically, yeah, I've, I've discontinued the Corbinizer. The Corbinizer, if you don't know the backstory of the Corbinizer, it started out almost as a joke. There was a, um, a website that had, it was like pocket, I don't know, pocket fold something. You can kind of go lay out your own pages of different uh, uh, content on a, on a piece of paper. And if you folded it, it turned into a little booklet. And I was like, that's really cool, but the design sucked, the content stuck, the layout of the stuff sucked, and it never really folded properly. So I kind of went and I just built my own, and I needed a name for it. And my dad, back in the 80s, had a product that was like his own briefcase organizer that he called the Corbinizer. And I always made fun of him for him. Like, the Corbinizer, this is the, like the most egotistical name ever. And so then I realized I could get the domain, Corbinizer.com. And this is now, I don't know, this, it's probably been 12 years uh, that it's been around. And uh, so I set up a website for the world's easiest to-do manager. And it was just a piece of paper that you printed out. And I use that thing for eight years. I've got stacks and stacks of these that have like my whole week laid out on pieces of paper. And it did. I, I made an A2 version of it. And so it kind of started growing in China and Russia. And people started forking it and making different versions of it. So uh, it was cool. But anyway, I, I did try to make an app of it when I was, uh, I don't know why, like when that happened. Maybe it was when I killed Nomi and I needed something else to work on. Um, so I, 
I can't remember what motivated me to do it. But anyway, I ended up building it. I started using it. I used it for a few months. Um, and then it was just like, man, I don't like it. There's a couple things that I didn't dig the not being, you know, fully, I should have had it on block stack, but anyway, so no, I'm not, I don't probably see the Corbinizer going anywhere. I'll most likely it'll end up in the graveyard, like a hundred thousand other products that I've built over the years. Um, the other one, which is, is hands down the most useful one that I have next to know me is belly lint and belly lint. I don't think I'll ever tell anybody about this one other than you guys, uh, because it's, where I keep like so I use Nomi no or uh, uh, Apple Notes and I store all I used to use Evernote then I went to Nomi uh, Jesus Apple Notes, um, but there were just things I didn't like I wanted some more flexibility and I was like you know I want to just take the Nomi code base I'm going to fork it and I'm going to kind of throw together a block stack driven note taking application and that led me down the rabbit hole of of prose the editor and and trying to find like all the different WYSIWYG editors what's the right way of doing it um but at the end of the day i have like a pretty cool like way to take all my notes it's got hashtags in it it's got all the nomi support so i can you know see uh totals and shit like that um but man i think i get stressed out having people use nomi um, to store their information and kind of like rely on it. That gives me heart palpitations. The idea that people would, would use belly lint as heavy as I do just would amp it up all the way. So the fact is, is I don't think this is going to go, this is going to stay in my little world. It is a, I do love it. And so he, again, in an ideal world, right? If I had a way of having a full nonprofit organization and I could bring Nomi in, I could bring belly lint in, and I think that I could then absolutely turn these into things that that could scale, that could uh, that could support millions and millions of users. Um, but I got a family. I need my insurance. I'm not taking. I'm 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 too old to, to take the startup gamble again. I did that in my 20s. It was great, and then it was not great. Um, and I just don't have that intestinal fortitude that I used to. And I'm okay with that now. I don't give a shit what you think. I just build stuff and whatnot. So maybe somebody, you know, it'd be cool if Blockstack would go and, and just start plucking up some of these companies that have good products um, and actually bringing them in-house so they don't get abandoned like a lot of the other ones that have because that's embarrassing. Um, a lot of the Blockstack apps that are out there just kind of disappear. You know, the, the guys realize, oh, this is actually hard. Oh, shit, you got to worry that people can want to use your stuff. And, uh, and then it just goes away. And so anyway... That's that's that. Uh, maybe in the future, Web 3.0 could change the game. All right. That's it. I'm going to stop talking. Thank you for listening. And uh, hopefully, maybe I'll talk to you next week. And we will, let's see what questions we're going to go with next. Oh, yeah. You know, next week we'll talk about how I manage um, my day job and my Nomi development and all the other stuff. Because it's, I think I've come up with some pretty unique hacks that could be beneficial. And so we'll talk about that next week on the Nomi Podcast. All right, everybody. Hey, thanks a lot. We'll talk to you soon. Bye.